you know, there seems to be a bank for just about everything. Of course, there's a bank for our money. And there's a bank for blood. And we're thankful for our local blood banks. There's also a bank for sperm. And that's a vital part of some aspects of assisted reproductive technologies. And there's a bank for umbilical cord blood. In this session, we're going to review and summarize the ACOG Committee Opinion Number 771 from March 2019 on umbilical cord blood banking. Historically, umbilical cord blood had no identified value and was disposed of with the placenta. Umbilical cord blood is now known to contain hematopoietic stem cells that have the potential for some life-saving benefit. Now, when used in hematopoietic stem cell transplantation, umbilical cord blood offers several distinct advantages compared with bone marrow or even peripheral stem cells. The predominant disadvantage of umbilical cord blood is that there is often a low yield of stem cells per unit. Once again, there's often a very low yield of stem cells per unit. According to the college, only about 8 to 12% of umbilical cord blood units have sufficient cell volume for transplant to a person who weighs 80 kilograms. However, the use of combined units of umbilical cord blood allows for the expansion of umbilical cord blood volume and increased number of stem cells, and this can be used for adult hematopoietic transplants. Now, most patients undergoing umbilical cord blood transplantation are adults who lack an HLA-matched donor. Umbilical cord blood stem cells are also being studied in the areas of regenerative medicine and even in the area of infectious diseases. According to the college, there are two types of banks that have emerged for the collection and the storage of umbilical cord blood. The first, of course, are public banks, and the second are private banks. Now, in general, a private umbilical cord blood bank is a for-profit company that allows storage of umbilical cord blood for personal use. Now, in contrast, public umbilical cord blood banks offer gratuitous cord blood banking for individuals who meet the donation requirement. Public banks generally are supported by federal or private funding, which allows them to provide collection and storage at no cost to a family. Now, unlike private banks, public cord banks do not allow directed storage. This allows the umbilical cord blood to be available to all patients for transplant. In other words, it's for allogenic umbilical cord blood transfusion and not uniquely available just to a specific person or a specific family. Now, the benefits and limitations of public versus private umbilical cord blood banking should be reviewed with patients because they serve very different purposes. Regardless of whether the patient chooses a public or a private bank, there's some important misperceptions or misconceptions about umbilical cord blood banking that we have to review right now. Umbilical cord blood collected from a neonate cannot be used to treat any genetic disorder or malignancy in that same individual. In other words, it cannot be used for autologous transplantation. This is because the stored blood contains the same genetic variant or 
pre-malignant cells that led to the condition being treated. The estimated lifetime probability of an individual to develop an indication for autologous umbilical cord blood transfusion is about 1 in 400 to 1 in 2,500. Private banks advertise directly to consumers and often encourage patients to look at this as a type of insurance or biological insurance against future diseases in their child. But such routine storage of umbilical cord blood for this purpose is not recommended by the American Academy of Pediatrics given the lack of scientific data to support its use and the availability of allogenic transplantation. The American College of OBGYN also agrees with this recommendation. Also, there is no current evidence to support the use of autologous umbilical cord blood in regenerative or even infectious disease medicine. So the current indications for umbilical cord blood transplantation are limited to select genetic, hematological, and malignant disorders. Private umbilical cord blood banking may be considered when there is knowledge of a family member with a medical condition, whether it's malignancy or a genetic disorder, who could potentially benefit from that cord blood transplantation. Once again, when you bank an umbilical cord blood sample, that is really not meant to be done as an autologous transplant because, remember, and here's a clinical pearl, Stored cord blood contains either the same genetic or pre-malignant cells that led to the condition being treated in that index individual. According to the college, public umbilical cord blood banking is the recommended method of obtaining umbilical cord blood for use in transplantation, immune therapies, or other medically validated indications. There are currently about 28 public umbilical cord blood banks identified in North America. Public banks promote allogenic donation. Remember, that's whether it's related or unrelated. And this is analogous to the current collection of whole blood units in the United States. So if a patient requests information about umbilical cord blood banking, balanced and accurate information regarding the advantages and disadvantages of public and private umbilical cord blood banking should be provided. Now remember that umbilical cord blood collection is not part of routine obstetrical care according to the college. Patients also need to be aware that delayed umbilical cord clamping, which is recommended, significantly decreases the volume and the total nucleated cell counts of cord blood donations. Nonetheless, umbilical cord blood collection should not compromise obstetrical or neonatal care or alter the routine practice of delayed umbilical cord clamping with the rare exception of a medical indication for directed donation. So, it's important to inform patients that the medical condition of the woman or neonate may prevent adequate umbilical cord blood collection. So, there it is. Although private cord blood banks advertise directly to the consumer that private cord blood banking provides a type of biological insurance, that actually is not the recommendation from the American Academy of Pediatrics and the American College of OBGYN. It seems that directed or private cord blood banking may be best indicated when a family member has a known malignant or genetic condition in which 
transplantation therapy of those stem cells may be of value. Remember that the last clinical pearl is probably the most important, that according to the college, donated umbilical cord blood from an individual is not meant to be used as an autologous transplant because stored blood contains the same genetic variant or pre-malignant cells that led to the condition being diagnosed in that donation individual to begin with. Remember, homologous transplantation rather than autologous transplantation seems to be the goal with umbilical cord blood use. Well, that wraps up our podcast. Thanks for listening to this summary and review of the American College of OBGYN Committee Opinion on Umbilical Cord Blood Banking from March 2019. We'll see you next time.